Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is Wayback Playback, episode number 377, as this week we bring you WCW Monday Nitro for November 20th, 1995. Hello, you people. I am Pat McNeil. Happy Thanksgiving. As you know, my co-host Jim Valley is on extended medical leave. Back as a guest host is our good friend Sarah Knight, former contributor over at PWTorch.com. Sarah, are you ready to hop into the Wayback Machine? Head to Macon, Georgia, and see if Hulk Hogan turns on Sting in 1995 before he turns on Sting in 1996. Sure, Pat. And okay. Mustache, no less. Yes, and 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 I, I know Sarah's excited about Thanksgiving because because Sarah's from Michigan and she knows and she must be very excited that Detroit's playing a football game today. Well, they are, but but actually, I have a Jello salad to prepare to take that because I am from the Midwest. That's there's in, nothing wrong with that. In the I, Midwest, I, we have Jello salad at Thanksgiving. Okay, weird. that's that's a choice. Yes, I understand that. Is there fruit in the Jello salad? There's pineapple and coconut in the Jello salad, and there's okay. flavors like strawberries. That's good. I it also I... contains whipped cream and sour cream. Okay, folks. Uh, Sarah will be. Uh, if you can contact Sarah at Esoteric Sarah on Twitter, she'll she'll provide the full recipe for you. <laughs> Did you know that? We call it pink Jello salad because that's what color it is. Hmm. Excellent. Yes. All right. Uh, it does not. It does not jiggle like Jello because you do not actually make the Jello. J e l l o. Jello can be mixed with sour cream. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So ratings. Yeah. Uh, we're we're on the we're on the rankings again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you everybody for uh, thank you everybody for being a part of Wayback Playback here on our eighth Thanksgiving episode. Uh, don't forget you can sign up at Patreon.com/WaybackPlayback and uh, get bonus episodes. Uh, get episodes in advance. Episodes without commercials. You know. You know, I think Sarah's fond of episodes without commercials for some reason. <laughs> oh, because of Peacock. Yeah, all right, so. I tried to play all the commercials already, Pat. We'll see if it worked. Okay. So anyway, welcome to Monday. This is Monday night, November 20th, 1995. Now, Sarah, you have to remember, these are, this is the early days of WCW Monday Nitro. And that means, for one thing, this show is one hour. It doesn't go to two hours until 1996. But uh, this is 1995 in WCW, and the show just started a couple months ago. And WCW wasn't drawing a lot of fans back then, um, so much so that they did their syndicated tapings in, at Disney Studios in Orlando, and they taped like three months worth at a time. I wonder where TNA got that idea from. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Uh, let's see. So the best, the best they have drawn so far for Nitro is 
They drew 4,458 paid customers at Rosemont Horizon in Chicago on October 9th for the Nitro that had the Ric Flair versus Arn Anderson cage match. Does the so, Rosemont Horizon still exist, or is it called like the it, it's called Fox something Bell else. Tostitos? <laughs> it's called something else, but it exists. Okay. So uh, WCW is in Macon, Georgia, at the Macon Coliseum. And, uh, is that still called the Macon Coliseum, or is that like? Let's the... pretend it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the 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 best thing about the Macon the best thing about uh, Macon, Georgia, is um, they had a minor league hockey team there in the seventies. And the, the clever owner came up with the name of the Macon Whoopies. So there you go. Dear God. They could just name these hockey teams whatever they wanted. That's the idea. Yeah. That is, All right. Yeah. Okay. So since the show was only an hour, they uh, put on dark matches to, you know, so the people didn't feel ripped off after paying for like a one hour show. Uh, there's 6,000 people in attendance at the Macon Coliseum, which is about the capacity of it. And uh, of that, 1,500 were paying customers, according to the Wrestling Observer, <laughs> for Hogan versus Sting. Uh, anyway, the dark matches. The matches well, that's because he had no mustache, Pat. These we're getting to that. Paid uh, for mustache, yes. All right. In the dark matches, we had uh, the, the great Dave Sullivan uh, defeating the Gambler. Uh, the, the American Males, uh, Buff Bagwell and our friend Scotty Riggs, uh, defeated uh, the Barrio Brothers of Ricky Santana and Fidel Sierra. And uh, the WCW television champion, Johnny B. Bad, defeated Diamond Dallas Page in what was apparently the best match of the night, including all the matches we're about to see. So that's good. Probably because Johnny B. Bad had his mustache. That's probably it. Uh, also, the previous WCW show, well, you know, again, they weren't doing a lot of house shows. They, uh, they taped WCW Saturday night back at center stage on, uh, on I think it was Thursday the 16th. They taped a couple of episodes of Saturday Night, uh, on which you had the main event for the next week's WCW Saturday Night, which is Lex Luger defeating Jerry Lynn. Uh, you also had, uh, they also did Jim Duggan defeating uh, VK Wall Street, a.k.a. Michael Wall Street, a.k.a. Mike Rotundo, by disqualification. And Were the nasty boy... to know that those were Vince McMahon's initials? Yes, that was, yes. That's the, that's the funny part. Ha ha. Um, supposed to know that in 1995, though. Apparently Jeez. you were. Uh, the we're... Nasty Boys The nasty boys beat the Super Assassins. You might be wondering who the Super Assassins are. A, a little bit. They, are, they, were the, they took the powers of pain and put masks on them and called them the Super Assassins. Okay. And in a storyline that plays out on the December 4th episode of WCW Main Event, Max Muscle officially turns babyface against Diamond Dallas Page. Who is Max Muscle? Uh, DDP's bodyguard. Who we never heard from again. Okay. Well, uh, he he stayed. Employed. He was one of those guys who stayed. He was one of those guys who stayed employed by WCW without actually wrestling a lot, because you know, for every guy they signed in like 1988 or 1999, they had a better wrestler on the roster that they had forgotten about completely. Well, so. based on the fact that I'm reading his name on Wikipedia right now, I see why his name was Max Muscle. You do? Okay, that's good. Zalitko. Something like that. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, this my is people w- are from there, and even I can't pronounce that. Wow. Very good. Okay. So, meanwhile, because meanwhile, it's Monday night, so Raw is on. Correct? Got that? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So Raw is at the Richmond Coliseum, where they drew in Richmond, Virginia, where they drew forty-five hundred people. And last I checked, that's still called the Richmond Coliseum, by the way. Oh, it's not okay. the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, Richmond Coliseum. No, it's it's not that. 
Oh, Matt uh, is dead, sadly, Pat. Yes, that's it is very sad. Uh, he's not the only dead wrestler we'll see on this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, November 20th is one night after the 1995 WWF Survivor Series, on which Bret Hart recaptured the WWF title from Diesel. Just, just, just to keep you posted. Who was not Max Muscle. No, he's definitely not Max Muscle. Uh, okay, so they had a loaded, so WWF planned a loaded episode of Raw, obviously for the night after Survivor Series. Scheduled was the was Hakushi taking on the one two three kid Sean Waltman, and a main event of Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart, which uh, had a big. I watched. What that? Which I would have watched. Yeah, I'll that had a enough not for the Shawn Michaels. That had a big finish where uh, Shawn Michaels took a kick from Owen Hart, and sold it like and got knocked out and sold it like he had been knocked out and they they got him out they took the paramedics and 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 got him out. It was a big it was a big angle. Because Shawn Michaels was still injured from getting beaten up by a Marine in Syracuse uh, after hitting on the Marine's girlfriend or something, while the other while the other guys he was with kept uh, kept the other wrestlers away so that they couldn't protect Shawn Michaels. Um, you you might have heard that story before. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yes, uh, it also probably helped that Shawn was drunk and or stoned off out of his mind and really wasn't going to put up much of a fight anyway. But uh, Shawn Michaels needed more time off, so that's why they did the storyline where where Owen Hart, you know, Owen Hart uh, beat him into a contest. Yes, yes. Okay, also on that Raw, they're taping one episode of Superstars, plus two more episodes of Raw. They're taping the uh, November 25th uh, Raw Superstars, where the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, defeated the Body Donnas. Uh, The main event... Okay, and uh, the November 27th Raw, they announced the main event will be Undertaker taking on Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, who you might know better as the Godfather. The Godfather, yes. That was a terrible gimmick. Why, why yes. did anybody think that Kama thing was going to work? It was UFC, because they were, they were doing a UFC thing because they were making fun of Chemo from Ultimate Fighting. The guys was that really that. what it was supposed to be? Because yes. like, Kama is like a yes. Sanskrit name that means like love. You, what, you, so in 1995, you thought Vince McMahon knew that? No, but I figured somebody could have picked up a baby name book and read it because I had definitely read one. In 2004, they tried to in 2004 they tried to introduce Kenzo Suzuki as Hirohito before somebody got hold of the office and told them, "Hey, that might be a bad idea." <laughs> they apparently had a lot of bad ideas. Yes. Uh, talk to, they yeah, could have used the internet back in 1995. They didn't have much of the internet. Talk to Bruce Pritch, Listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast if you want to know all the bad ideas that, that uh, you got used and didn't get used. And also they taped the uh, December 4th Raw headlined by Razor Ramon defending the Intercontinental title against Dean Douglas. And uh, this was coming to the end of Shane Douglas's run. He hated WWF and, and, and landed up leaving to go back to uh, ECW. Uh, plus dark <laughs> matches and what's that? Where he was on the top of the card most of the time. Yeah, go figure. Um, yeah, know. where they treated him like a champion. Plus the dark matches of Davy Boy Smith defeating Diesel by disqualification and Bret Hart defeating The Undertaker by disqualification. Meanwhile, uh, ECW that more week, impressive than The Gambler. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah, you know The Gambler. You know, on a warm summer's evening, on on a train bound for nowhere. You I listened to that song this weekend at work. So. Okay. All right, so you're going to stop making fun of my taste in music then. Great. Uh, November to November, uh, 1995. The Little River Band, Pat? I don't know. Everybody likes a Little River Band. 
November to remember 1995 at the ECW Arena on November 18th, 1995, in front of 1,150 people. Uh, the triumphant return of Sabu to ECW. Uh, also, that show is in our archives. Uh, go to Patreon and, and uh, where, where Jim and I reviewed that show. On that show was the ECW heavyweight champion Mikey Whipwreck defeating superstar Steve Austin in Steve Austin's first ECW wrestling appearance. He would leave three weeks later to go to the WWF. Uh, and in the main event in a... Uh, <coughs> in a no disqualification falls count anywhere match, which is pretty much what all of ECW matches were back in that day. Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer defeated Raven and Stevie Richards. Dear good show. Sweet Raven. Back when Raven had good hair. True. All right. Smoky Mountain Wrestling was supposed to have a uh, TV taping in Damascus, Virginia. They canceled that. They canceled all the shows for that weekend because they were losing money. But don't worry, they've got their Thanksgiving shows coming up, and that'll help them uh, get back uh, on the right track. The previous I, I feel like you're foreshadowing something, Pat. Mm, yeah, get me with get with get with me in about 45 minutes, Sarah. We'll uh, we'll go over that. Previous Smoky Mountain Wrestling show was November 11th in Morristown, Tennessee, in front of 400 people. On that show, it was the Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, the Heavenly Bodies, defeating the Thugs in a hospital elimination match, and oh, Buddy Landell beat Tommy Rich in a cage match. Yes. Who were the thugs? The thugs were uh, Dirty White Boy Tony Anthony and Tracy Smothers, the late Tracy. Okay, that was that was not what I pictured, but all right. No, you're thinking of the gangsters. That that, that yeah, yeah, they yeah. Went, they were back in ECW at this point. Again, spoiler alert. Um, USWA Jerry Lawler and and his friends. Uh, they had done a show the previous Monday in Memphis uh, at the Mid South Coliseum on November 13th. On that show, it was for the USWA title. Tex Slashinger beat Brian Christopher by disqualification. And um, let's see. And in the main event, it was Jeff Jarrett taking on Jesse James Armstrong, better known as uh, the road dog Jesse James, better known as BG James, what have you. In a match for control of the USWA and Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And uh, Jeff Jarrett won. Know about that? Uh, Jeff was, I think Jim was aware of the storyline at the time, and they, they were planning to do something with uh, the USWA. Uh, Jeff Jarrett allegedly won control of Smoky Mountain Wrestling in that match. So <laughs> we'll be, we'll yet, be did not get to book himself on top. No, well, that, that came later. Uh, okay, the pro wrestling news for that week, other than the news we've covered. Uh, federal prosecutors are investigating jury tampering in the 1994 Vince McMahon steroid t- trial. I know you're shocked. <laughs> uh, allegations is that defense attorney Laura Brevetti had her husband, Marty Bergman, pose as a TV producer and offer a witness $300,000 to sell her story to Marty Bergman and not talk to the prosecutors. Uh, no, nobody was ever charged for that. So. Allegedly. Wrestling. Yes. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, Bret Hart winning the WWF title was a political, was seen by many in WWF as a political move against the power of the clique. You might have known, known the clique. They're the five friends who were tight with Vince McMahon and uh, had a lot to do with WWF storylines. There's also a rumor that while the clique was pushing that Hunter Hearst Helmsley should be the next Intercontinental Champion, uh, Vince McMahon was going to go with uh, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust. Interesting and, choice. Yes, and, uh, and Jerry Lawler needs some of the workload taken off of him as the top heel announcer, and he also owns half of Memphis, so he'd like to wrestle there occasionally on a Monday. So uh, Kurt Hennig comes back to WWE, as the B team announcer, he will be uh, announcing for superstars, and later I guess we'll do something with Raw. I vaguely okay. remember that. Yes. All right. Uh, now the cultural touchdowns for November twentieth, nineteen ninety-five. 
your New York Times bestsellers in its seventh week at number one on the fiction charts, The Lost World by Michael Crichton. It is the uh, it is the sequel to Jurassic Park, the book. And I think I'm, I'm aware Park. Jurassic Park is viewed frequently in this household and not yeah. by me. Oh, OK. One of us just loves Jurassic Park. It's weird. You notice that I, I don't drag my wife on these shows. I just want to know that. <laughs> my American Journey by Colin Powell with Joseph E. Persico in its eighth week at number one on the nonfiction charts. And uh, the smartest thing Colin Powell ever did, not running for president, by the way. Uh, the number one song on the Billboard charts. Do you want to take a stab at this one? Um, I don't know. Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> it's going to end up being Celine Dion. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you're 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 close. It's the uh, young woman who we called we, when we were in radio. We called her Pariah Carey. Mariah Carey, Fantasy, eighth week at number one. Top movie what, in the country. What was the song, Pat? Something something a fantasy. Blah 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 blah. I wasn't <laughs> listening to a lot of Mariah. Were you Carey. just saying butterfly and glitter a lot to yourself? Yeah. Just just uh, YouTube it, kids. Uh, I can't do everything. Uh, top movie in the country. You want a shot at this one too, or? I don't know, Pat, because I don't you, you may have seen it. Uh, uh, unless it was Jurassic Park, probably yeah. not. Uh, it would be Goldeneye, starring Pierce Brosnan oh, as James no, Bond never... and Sean Bean as uh, as the evil uh, 006. I'm, I'm pretty sure my mother has seen it, though, because she had a chill old lady crush on Pierce Brosnan. So trivia note, Sean Bean went from being a James Bond villain to playing uh, Mr. Wilford on the uh, TNT drama Snowpiercer. Mr. Wilford is the Snowpiercer version of Donald Trump and dresses and looks like Donald Trump. So I thought you'd get a giggle out of that. Um, In the top news story, uh, President Bill Clinton and Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich end the government shutdown by agreeing to a temporary spending measure. And since then, we have had 26 years of temporary spending measures, but that's an entirely different story. Uh, In the NBA... The Utah Jazz go to nine and two by defeating the New Jersey Nets at home, one hundred five to seventy nine. Chris Morris, who uh, just Does the got New done, Jersey Nets still exist. They are now the Brooklyn Nets. Jesus. Uh, you didn't ask about the Utah Jazz, but the team was they originally still exist. known as. I've, I've heard of no, them. No, the team was originally known as the New Orleans Jazz before they yeah, moved, yeah. decided not to change the name. Yes. Because yeah. uh, there's Chris so much Morris, jazz in Utah with with all the with all the black. Okay. Like people in Utah. Yes, right. you've heard of the Mormon Tabernacle Jazz Choir, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris Morris had played seven seasons in New Jersey. In his first season in Utah, he led all scorers with 22 points. Utah had a really good team that year. Uh, they went to, ended up being in the Final Four, losing to Seattle. Uh, but their big season was 96 and 97. And uh, which future WCW, which future WCW wrestler was their big star? Sarah. Carl Malone. Carl the Mailman Malone. Very good. Congratulations. Also, if you weren't watching Raw or Nitro, you may have been watching Monday Night Football, on which the San Francisco 49ers beat the Miami Dolphins 44-20 to in Miami. Uh, both teams were 6-4. and four. Steve Young was injured, but Elvis Gerback started at quarterback for San Francisco and threw for four touchdown passes, two to Jerry Rice, two to Brent Jones. Did he have a more famous brother? Elvis Gerback? Yeah. I don't believe so. Why? Last name sounds familiar, but I don't remember that. Elvis. Um, could it be that Elvis Gerback was from Michigan? Oh, <laughs> could that be it? I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> That's probably. See, I remember the, I remember this thing. I remember this because uh, my team won fantasy football in '95, thanks to Jerry Rice. Uh, Dan Marino got hurt, and Bernie Kosar ended up filling in for him in the last drive for Miami. Oh, and the and let's see, uh, the other stuff. Oh my God, Gerback virtually has no vowels in it. Wow. G R B A C. Yes, that's correct. Very good. Okay, now I think we're uh, well. 
Actually, we'll uh, we'll pause for uh, this commercial message on behalf of our patron. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Okay, so uh, we're on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash waybackplayback. You know this by now, uh, unless you're one of the people who's on Patreon, because the people on Patreon get to skip through the commercials because we don't put any commercials in the version we upload to Patreon, Sarah. Oh, okay. Those people are special. Those people are special, yes, and 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 you can be one of them. Uh, all of those people who subscribe to Patreon, no matter what tier they're on, they get every episode of this show. And there are 376 episodes of this show. Pat, uh, are you reading Manscaped commercials? Um, no, we we we're not doing that at the moment. Uh, although if they pay us again, I'll be glad to go back to reading Manscaped commercials. I'm okay with that. And Do you Blue read them as enthusiastically as Jim Cornette does. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I can. I think I think we did a we've done we did a great job on Blue Chew commercials. So you would think that they'd want us back for that. Uh, we're not selling the uh, we're not selling the mushroom powder either. I don't know why not. But anyway, uh, yeah, any of those commercials, any ads, uh, we we take those out of the podcast just for you, the the patrons. Plus, for those of you patrons who are on the Black Scorpion tier, uh, we do special bonus episodes and special bonus messages just for you. As a matter of fact, uh, Sarah and I did one recently. It was uh, primetime wrestling from I want to say 1986. Oh, yes, and we and with a main Poor event Bob of uh, and his little weasel doll. Yes, with uh, Ray Rougeau against Bret Hart was the uh, featured bout on that one. And Bret Hart spent a lot of time not being in that match. Yep, prancing that's, around doing nothing. That's true. That's that's what heels did in that era. They uh, they they chickened out. Uh, we'll we'll try to find something special for uh, Sarah and I to do on Patreon this week. I think uh, plus uh, we're plus we should have up uh, the one that uh, I did with Shane Shadows, where we uh, we went through and did a watch along of the first episode of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and that was kind of special actually. You I don't get it was. you don't get to see Bobby Fulton and against Ivan Koloff every day, especially now that Ivan's dead. Yeah. Oh wait, is Bobby Fulton dead too? No, no, he just got, uh, he, he's recovering from. Uh, he was recovering from a procedure, but he is not dead. Okay, so that was Tommy Rogers. Yeah, I'm afraid it was Tommy Rogers. Yeah. Half it's of it. every tag team is, like, gone. I know. 
I'll, I'll try to find something special for you to watch, Sarah. Um, let's see. There's because there's a lot of awful wrestling that we can cover. <laughs> it has to be awful, does it? Well, do you have any? Well, do you have any recommendations? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm just okay. gonna go with whatever you go with. There you go, folks. Um, so, there, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Plus, you get every episode that Jim ever did, and, and that Jim and I did together, and and every episode that Sarah was on. And I, I think that's wonderful. I think Sarah explaining the main event of SummerSlam '88 was probably one of the highlights of uh, of our listeners' uh, experience with Wayback Playback. So you should definitely be a part of that. Uh, patreoncom slash playback. We look forward to seeing you over there, and thank you for your patronage. And we're ready to go, Sarah. I am at November 20, 1995 on Peacock. I am at zero minutes and zero seconds. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Pat. Are you also at zero minutes and zero seconds? Yes, I am. Do you have a black screen? Yes, I do. Every time I over? stop moving the mouse, it goes back to black. Are, are your commercials over? Yeah. Yeah, they okay. are. Until I so press play and find out there's another commercial. Well, let's hit play together then in three, two, one. Okay, is there a commercial? No. All right, here we go. Uh, it's the it's the way cool WCW Monday Nitro intro, folks. This was state of the art in '95. And Hulk Hogan does have his mustache in this commercial. Yeah, that video. Yes. Okay. See, Hulk Hogan was tired of being booed. What? Which he, which the fans have been booing him ever since he arrived in WCW because he's Hulk Hogan. That's really all they needed. So they tried a bunch of things. They tried, okay, let's Hadn't not. Hadn't he been in WCW before, though? What's that? Hadn't he been in WCW before, though? No, no, he started in 94. Okay. The brain, Heenan, and Steve Mongo McMichael is here with his dog Pepe. And oh, when dear they. God. And when they named Shava Guerrero's stick horse Pepe, that was totally not a shot at Steve Mongo McMichael and his stupid dog. Absolutely not. <laughs> totally not. Why is the dog wearing a costume? I don't know. But I, I think a young Paris Hilton got watched this and got some ideas. And I think its costume matches Steve McMichael's outfit. Yes, you've noticed that too. Very weird. Yes. Do not leave us for one second. Definitely do not tune into the other show. Because we have Hulk Hogan versus Sting. This is this is the Super Bowl of wrestling tonight. Tony Schiavone's sitting at home was going, why doesn't he just say it's the greatest night in the history of our sport? Why was Tony Schiavone not there? Because Eric Bischoff was the booker. So he booked himself as the head announcer. But they had Tony Schiavone. Yes. You, you understand then. This makes no sense. Eric Bischoff's in charge, so Eric Bischoff's the head announcer, much like Vince McMahon was in charge, so Vince McMahon was the head announcer, even it's... though they had better announcers. Yeah. So, so okay, Bobby Don Heenan is not is, interested if, in what he's saying at all. So, if you missed it, Bobby Heenan is rooting for Sting to beat Hulk Hogan, then trip on his way out of the ring, hit his head, and fall down the stairs and knock himself unconscious. Okay. Very so specific, but it's very on brand. No one. Okay, let's get that hot opening match out of the way. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, former IWGP Tag Team Champion Scott Flash Norton. And, of course, you might be thinking of the comic book hero, The Flash. Or, if you're me, you're thinking of Flash, the dog of Roscoe P. Coltrane in uh, Dukes of Hazard. Get him, Flash! No. Get, get, get. 
Hazard. The entire time I watched Dukes of Hazard, because I'm a little bit deaf, I thought that man's name was Roscoe Pico Train. Pole Train. Yeah, yeah, I did not get that. I thought the last name was Pico Train. Oh, he was the Pico Train? Yes, yes. And you know Pico what I the guy, the internet Pico chat, the Gaio Train? I, I am not the only person that thought that because I have typed it into the internet and other people thought it too. So, right, yay so, deaf people. Yes, so yeah, that's Scott Norton taking on the shark. Uh, you might recognize the shark. The shark who I had to Google earlier because I did, John not, did not remember this. He's not to be confused with Shark Boy, Shark Girl, or the Shark Attack Kid. Who is the Shark Attack Kid? I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. But there was a guy in ECW called the Shark Attack Kid. Who is it exactly that looked at John Tenton and went, you know what, Shark? Uh, well, Kevin Sullivan was booking, so I can and and I can blame him. Okay. But they wanted big, scary cartoon character like bad guys, and so John Tenton. John Tenton, the tights where the you know like the underwear was on the outside because he has to keep pulling these up. Yes, that's yes. a problem. That's a problem <laughs> that heavy set men have. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, where, that's why uh, Big Bubba Rogers wearing a belt is was such a good idea, by the way. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right. Suspenders would have been happy. Would have been a good choice too. Uh, eventually, they decided to make uh, John Tenta into Avalanche, and therefore they didn't have to do a lot of work with that. He already had most of the tights and stuff. Yeah, he could have gotten the Scott Norton thing. He's not pulling his tights up every three seconds. No, a good, that's a good singlet Scott Norton has. But then again, Scott Norton's a professional, and he's worked a lot in Japan. And yeah. He's also not dressed like a shark. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Big scary shark, yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah, basically Eric Bischoff says, if you want to know what's going on on other wrestling shows, call, the, call, them, call our 900 line. And then he got the 900 number wrong, but that's okay. As opposed to just using your remote control, which definitely existed in 1995. No, his whole point is you don't want to use your remote control because you don't want to miss a second of Nitro, not even the commercials. And there's a power slam, and Scott Norton's finished him off. Thank you. Not even for the shark match. Yeah, there's yeah, that was definitely a choice uh, leading with that match. So wait, is the shark gonna hit him from behind now? Would the shark do that? That doesn't sound hey, like. Hey, look, a shark. there's Nick Patrick's mullet. I told you he had a mullet. Yeah, that's not a very shark thing to do, is it? Attack Scott Norton from behind? I, yes, it is. Uh-oh, there's a shoving oh, man. They're not here. done yet. They're not done yet. Okay, so Eric Bischoff's talking about how Scott Norton used to be a bouncer. Oh, my God, he shaved shark things into his beard. Yes, and your point is? I believe my point was, oh, my God. That there was we go. before Manscaped exists, so. Yeah, well, that I mean, that's, that, that is quite a power slam, by the way. That's good. John Tenta, very good at getting up for that sort of stuff. And Scott Norton, big and muscular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Norton has a very understated tattoo there. Yes, he does. That, that was before kids had to tattoo the entire arm. Yes, so I so I'm so I'm told. All right, don't leave us now, folks. It's a commercial. Well, at least they didn't light the arena like it was NXT. No, they didn't. Not not back then. But that that was about as good big as it got there. Okay, so there's the music, and up next, Eddie Guerrero versus Ric Flair. But this Sunday on pay per view. The biggest battle royal in wrestling Why history. Why say Eddie Guerrero versus Ric Flair, but that's not what it ends up being. Well, now, don't spoil it for the people. They're, they're here for entertainment. Jesus. So there are three rings and three giants, one giant in each ring, in a 60-man battle royal to determine the new WCW champion. 
sounds like a good idea to them. Yes, it seemed like a great idea to them. Okay. So they had World War Three, but then the next year they came back and did another World War Three. You think they would have gone to World War Four or World War Three Part Two? I don't know. That's, that's not how that works. Kevin Sullivan, who's obviously standing on a box, is uh, there with uh, Jimmy Hart and uh, Mean Gene Okerlund because Kevin Sullivan's short. So. Yeah, and he's really close to Gene Okerlund's back. If I was Gene Okerlund, I'm not sure I would have turned in that direction. Uh, yeah, well, maybe. I backed up a Are little you saying bit. Kevin Sullivan's like, a sketchy let me, character? Let me stand behind you. You, you can stand in front. Okay. Well, then you, would, then you wouldn't get to see that nice suit that Gene's wearing. Sting is trying to convince uh, Jimmy Hart's trying to convince Sting to come over to his side because he because Sting can't trust Hulk Hogan, which okay, which you know probably true. I'm not really sure how that logic works. Well, see, because because you know Sting Hogan has a new best friend that's Randy Savage, and that's why and see and Sting didn't get invited to do Thunder in Paradise or Baywatch. Randy Savage did. Okay. See, there's logic there. Of a sort. Look, think of all the crappy, uh, think of all the crappy. The two men with receding hairlines wearing extremely low bandanas there. Kevin Sullivan says, at least I'm not wearing a bandana. But he does have strange forehead paint. Well, because he's he's evil, see. See, that that, that forehead paint symbolizes that he's evil. But he's wearing yellow, Pat. He's wearing yellow and red to make fun of Hulk Hogan. Yellow is not really the color of evil people. Well, it was Hulk Hogan's color. Okay. Yep. But he was a good guy for most of his reign. And when he became a bad guy, he stopped wearing yellow. Mostly. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, yes. So, Kevin Sullivan thinks because the Dungeon of Doom has the giant and Kamala and the shark and all the other big guys that one the of them is going to be lost. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that. Oh, the dog is still there. Well, yeah, where else would the, the dog, dog go? Is staring, the dog is staring in the right direction. That's good. <laughs> Dog's like, what's with, that, what, what's with that guy's hair? It's like he dyed it with shoe polish. <laughs> that's what the dog is saying. Yeah, well, I've seen him with the gray hair, and I, I don't know that that's really an improvement, Pat. No, that's fair. That's fair. It was kind of jarring the first time Eric came out on television on WCW and uh, he and he and he let his hair go gray. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the dog is done. The dog is done with this. I I think they're lucky the dog isn't peeing on uh, Steve's uh, on Steve's uh, <laughs> format sheet there. <laughs> Probably. It's a very well trained dog. Did the dog really agree to sit there for that long? Yes. I guess it is only an hour, but still. You may have missed it. I had closed captioning, so I didn't. Uh, when 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 uh, when the shark and uh, Scott Norton are throwing fists at each other, Eric Bischoff says, "Boy, those two men are pounding salt." And I'm like, "Pounding salt? <laughs> what the hell?" I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look up maybe I'll look it up on the Urban Dictionary. But God knows what I'd find. All right. Uh, <laughs> why is Disco Inferno coming out? He's not Eddie Guerrero, nor is he Ric Flair. But it's Monday night, and he has his new yeah, CD. To is, was that a real CD? That was a real yes. That there yes, there is a CD in that case. Yes, I think they just printed out something fake, but they they were not selling Disco Inferno CDs in WCW. Mm-hmm. Although they would have made so a fortune. Disco Inferno is bothering Eddie Guerrero during his his 
walk out to the ring. Now this is this is this is a new Eddie Guerrero. He's been there for like I think less than three months now after jumping from ECW. He used to have a sparkly jacket. Where did that go? Hmm. Oh, pounding salt does not mean something that we should say on this show, probably. Really? I've been to the urban dictionary. Okay. Uh, okay. I uh yeah. I'll, I'll look on yeah. the I'll look on the cube. Oh, it, 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 it's a it's a it's a slang term for masturbating, which I think you're allowed to say <laughs> on the air, but not encouraged. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So they're pounding salt, folks. I do not know why Eric Bischoff said that. I I don't know. Maybe he was talking about uh, Steve McMichael and, and the dog. And it now has that, fringe. That's 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 evil four horsemen, Brian Pillman. Oh, okay. Okay, now here's the story. They did announce Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero. However, Ric Flair is wearing khakis. Flair got injured and didn't get cleared to wrestle. But they're not going to say that. No. Okay. So how did Flair get injured? He was well. He was wrestling one of those squash matches for TV against Joey Meggs. So, so what was his particular injury, Pat? That's what we're trying to. I don't remember. Jesus. Oh yeah. I can't remember all of Ric Flair's injuries. Come on. That's kind of ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Ric Flair Rick Flair's going to tell Eddie Guerrero he doesn't wrestle. He's not going to wrestle the likes of Eddie Guerrero six days before the pay-per-view. Yeah. So by, by likes of Eddie Guerrero, he doesn't mean anything racist this time. He just means Eddie Guerrero is not a lower card guy. So it's going to be Eddie Guerrero versus Brian Pillman, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, by the way. Brian Pillman is smiling for this one, unlike the last time that I saw him come out as a heel and he was all morose and in a bad mood. Well, he's starting to enjoy himself. Plus, he got made a member of the Four Horsemen, which is, you know, something. He looks thinner than he was the last time I saw him. Yay. What an insult to Eddie Guerrero. Well, the internet doesn't want to tell me how Ric Flair injured himself against Joey Maggs, so yeah. it just wants to tell me that Joey Maggs is dead. Which we already know. Rest in peace, Joey Maggs. How did Joey Maggs die? I don't know. He died from being a wrestler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it uh, does say on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, they don't know either. All right, so Eddie Guerrero and Brian Pillman. Well, at least they did a lockup. And and Eric Bischoff says, whatever you do, don't flip back and forth, you know, because that's going to work. Yeah, the big boys play. Yes. So most people weren't doing like I was doing, which is um, watching Raw live and then watching Nitro on the replay. But, well, actually, some people did do that. Yeah. I used to do that back Good in college. You. Good for you. All right, there we go. Although actually VCR technology existed back then and you could yes, watch them live and you could record the other one. That's true too. Yep. Well, I would actually be well, see, the way I did it, I could record both shows. Times. Oh, there we go. oh, all right. That was impressive. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian was impressive back before the car accident. He was a tremendous wrestler. A match of all matches still to come, by the way, Sarah. (laughs) 
And that's going to be Road Warrior Hawk against Big Bubba Roger. Oh, wait, no. Is no, Pullman no. fighting Eddie Guerrero? He's a bad guy. That was weird. No, this is not pay-per-view. Yeah, I think people know it's not pay-per-view. Pay-per-view doesn't come on after In the Heat of the Night on TNT. <laughs> My mother had a crush on Bubba. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember Bubba? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well any any time if he appeared in like three or four minutes before Nitro came on, then yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he made it to the end of the show every episode. Okay. Brian Pillman just whispered a sweet nothing in Eddie Guerrero's ear there. Well, I, you know what they do on their own time is not my business. All right, there we go. Down to down to the. Yes, they're calling spots in the ring, kids. That's what that's what wrestlers do. At least they used to. Yeah. Hey. They're also now both wearing black, which is impressive. I know, I know. That Apparently, was, they no longer that's... make colored spandex because everybody on every one of these shows wears the same damn outfit. I, I know. I mean, they used to be sticklers for that in WCW. Somebody from WCW actually gave me their booking sheets where it says, you know, pack more than one color uh, outfit. <laughs> I think that was James J. Dillon who did that. So. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, who wants to see two guys, you know, who wants to, or A, two wants to see two guys wearing black fighting each other. Two people wearing the exact same outfit so that you can barely And, tell and, and B, you know, pick another color. I mean, it's, I mean, if everybody's wearing black, then wear something else. Yeah, Zelina Vega had an impressive orange colored outfit this week. Mm, I looked yeah, up at the TV at one point and just went, wow, orange, that's a bold choice. No, it's, I, I, I live, you know, I live down the road from Clemson, South Carolina, and old, orange is not necessarily a bold choice here. Well, black and orange were my, that, that was my high school's colors, too, and ah. none of us girls wanted to wear anything with orange on it. We were like, who picks this? Ours were brown and gold for some reason. Yeah, nobody knows who picks those colors. It was a Catholic school. So. All right, power slam. Mine Another power slam. School. <laughs> public school, buddy. Right. Okay. It's amazing you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Whatever. <laughs> Graduated with a GPA of 4.33, repeating out of four. In public school. Yes, I did. Okay. Advanced placement class, uh, classes passed. Great. And, and here you are on the same podcast I am. I know. I'm sure you took some AP classes. I did, actually. I went to college and got a degree in something. I, I did. I got a couple of somethings. Anyway. A cradle of cram here at WCW. What the heck is a cradle of cram, Bobby? I don't know. I thought he said creme de la creme. Oh, the creme de la creme. Uh, see, I'm reading the closed captioning. Oh, okay. Well, the, well, the, the, the closed captioning, captioning the, clo the closed captioning people get very confused when Steve McMichael starts talking for some reason. Yeah, they did not. They did not get oh, that. Oh, there's a good idea. Ooh, Line Brian the guy up against the railing and then that. jump onto the jump towards the railing. At least he sold it. Oh, of course he sold it. He's Brian Pillman. These people nowadays, they jump onto something, and three seconds later, they're fine. Kids these days. Damn kids. They had smaller ring steps back then, too. Yeah, they did. Now, that's a good move, Eddie. Eddie was the man. I think Eddie is high-fiving a fan. He's a good guy. All right. The fans I'm... were behaving themselves, unlike that one fan on Raw last night. Yeah, seriously. I, I, yeah, I, I would not want to be the fan who tried to jump the railing and go after Brian Pillman. Yeah, no. 
I wouldn't want to be the fan that jumped the railing and went after either one of these. And by the way, infamous WCW cameraman in the shot just happened. Well, of course. You didn't think they changed anything in the past six years or so, did you? They've gotten a little better at it. That's true. He's only been in the shot for, for one match so far. Okay, now after the break, we're going to take a, uh, according to Eric Bishop, we're going to take a look at the, at the nasty injury that Randy Savage, uh, happened to Randy Savage last week. Oh, Eddie no. Guerrero spent way too much time on that top rope doing whatever the hell that was. Did yep. he not realize that was going to happen? Yeah, so. Okay, so Mrs. Guerrero might be parting his hair to go into the bathroom after that one. That's apparently what Steve McMichael said. I don't want to know. Dear God, I don't want to know. Poor Steve McMichael. Did no, he no, one, no wonder Deborah McMichael left him. That's that's all I can say. Did he ever have good lines? Well, Eddie Guerrero has recovered from his his grievous. Well, Mongo wrote his own material, there. so no, he really. And didn't. he just won the match. Yeah, that's good. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Although there you go. All right. Although, although I'll, I'll oh, give you this, Mongo was seem, Mongo seemed to be the only one paying attention to this match, so Just I gotta give him I gotta give him that. Brainbuster, yeah, sort of. Yeah, and and they actually got the video of this. It's impressive. Yes. And it wasn't a video of the cameraman. Oh, I mean, '96 Rey Mysterio came in, and, and like stuff that, and then there was like stuff on pay per view that got missed because the cameras were pointing in the wrong place and didn't know where the hell Rey Mysterio was. Well, Rey Mysterio is a, is a very small man. It's it's like a leprechaun just yeah. floating around out there. All right, and Disco Inferno got on television. That's the other, that's the other highlight there. Mm-hmm. He had to do something. All right, one, two, three. Okay, there you go. Hey! All right, stay with us, folks. There's more wrestling. Take a close-up look at the injury to Randy Savage. At least they didn't light the arena like it was NXT. Yep, they didn't. Well, first of all, this is the making Coliseum. You can only do so much. Yes, yes, I think Steve McMichael just howled like a werewolf. Yes, he did. Okay. All right, Road Warrior. I don't think the dog can howl that way. Maybe the dog can surprise me. Now, on WCW Saturday night, Lex Luger's in the main event. They don't mention it's against Jerry Lynn, but he is in the main event. You also get to see Hugh Morris. Oh, young Hugh Morris. Yes, and, and of course, uh, and of course, VK Wall Street. IRS. And the Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. That's right. If you want more Disco Inferno, this Saturday on TBS, 605 mm-hmm. Eastern. He had some fun tights. And I am sure that is how any grown man would like their wrestling career to be summed up. Uh, Inferno, he had some fun tights. You know what? Uh, I've seen some of the things people say to Disco online, and that's probably and that's definitely not the worst thing you can say about him. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so look at that. And there's there's actual Georgians. Georgia. <laughs> what what you did you want me to say? Before the little kid in classes. <laughs> that's great. Hey, well, I mean, it's, it's a kid-friendly show. There are a lot of children in this crowd. Either that or... Somebody this. just ripped the Hulk Hogan head off of the old doll. Jesus Christ. A star or something. That's great. Okay, so here's last week on Nitro, where All Randy right. Savage beats Ming. Injury. By the way, everybody grabs the tights. Well, Randy's a good guy, so he's grabbing the tights. Oh, and he gets attacked from behind by the shark. The it's Damn a it shark attack. 
Shark attack, shark attack. Oh no, and Kevin Sullivan's going to hit him with a knee. Is this a horrific injury? Yes, right here. Right here. Look, look what Lex Luger does. Oh my goodness, look what Lex wow. Luger does. Okay. He ripped his arm clean off. <laughs> sure he did. Oh, and, he's, and he's ramming his arm into the post. Oh no, that arm may, might be broken. And Lex Luger wearing pinstripes, folks. Is he wearing, like, is the shirt attached to the pants or is it tucked in? I think it's tucked in. I think I think I think they're like his pajamas or something. Because this this is an awkward. I mean, outfit. honest to God, this they're trying like... to figure out how he gets it on and gets it off and pees and yeah. that is exactly what I thought of. Of course, yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing. Like paj- a... I mean, it looks like he's wearing pajama pants and got a matching tank top somewhere. It's it's think. like an adult romper and it's it's just very weird. And it's I disturbing. can't imagine. Think of it that way. Can't imagine who would have made that in his size. Somebody did. Well, you can buy anything on the internet. The internet didn't really exist, or no? I mean, well, you had AOL. Named, they wouldn't have renamed IRS VK Wall Street. They would have come up with something. Yeah. So this was not the uh, the angel phase of Big Bubba Rogers. No, we, we passed, no, they got past Guardian Angel, and they thought, well, you know, Big Bubba. At least we came up with that. So <laughs> they couldn't have come up with that first. You would think. Well, their original idea was calling him the boss. And uh, they they were surprised when uh, WWF came calling and said, "Hey, you know, come on, just just try try a little more." So Guardian Angel. It was. I'm I'm pretty sure they said something meaner than try a little more, but okay. Well, this is also a family show. All right, so there he is Road all Warrior. Right, Hulk. Road Warrior is all one word. Sure, why not? They, they weren't big on spelling and grammar. They occasionally made mistakes on their Chiron. Yeah. So yeah, Road Warrior Hawk is in the uh, sixty-man World War Three battle. Grown men in the audience. Well, yeah, and <laughs> grown men are listening to this show. Okay, if you insist. That's what I hear. People with mullets are listening. That is to a program. mullet. Ooh, boy. That's the mullet. That is some commitment to the mullet. Okay, mullet. Hawk is starting this before the bell. This is professional wrestling where mullets never go out of style, and we're underway. Look how spry Big Bubba looks. I mean, especially given, especially when you look at him back in his uh, back in the late '80s. Yeah. Yep. It's strange that they didn't give him an Amish gimmick based on how much this reminds me of Roadkill. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I, I don't think people would have bought. I, I, I think after seeing people him wouldn't have believed he was so Amish after people that. Would, yeah, people would Yeah, what people would have just fell into the ring. Is that a roll of roll quarters? of quarters? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Now guess now guess which one of the three announcers picks up on that roll of quarters being there? Bobby Heenan. Nope. <laughs> the dog, the tiny dog. Well, the dog might have tipped McMichael off. <laughs> yes, everybody's trying to get into World War Three Battle Royal, according to Eric Bischoff. Oh no. Do, 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 Who else do, do, came up with where the big boys play? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. That's all I know. Is this like championship title opportunity where they decided that they had to say it? It was a corporate slogan. They copyrighted it and then they insisted on using it. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. They said it all the time. Well, in 1989, they had WCW. This is where we, NWA, this is where we wrestle, you know, as opposed to WWF. Which was the most like obvious slogan. No. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard worse. 
All right. All right, Bubba getting some offense then. Good job, Bubba. Bubba has polka dot suspenders. Okay, I'm okay with that. Kind of weird. At least he's wearing suspenders. His pants aren't falling down. He's not pulling up his pants every three exactly. seconds. Exactly. Surprised that none of Real Warrior Hawk's paint is on Bubba's shirt yet. Oh, there we go. Ah, oh, nice one. It didn't work out for Road Warrior Hawk. All it's right. A, a strange amount of selling for him in this match. Well, you know, you're going to have to sell some. You're in there with a with a guy the size of Bubba. Uh, plus so the uh, Hawk. Do they not have Animal in the promotion or? No, well, they they had broken. They had split up. They had split up after Hawk uh, Hawk's drug problems got him run out of WWF. So Animal and, uh, did not go with him to WCW. No, he did not. They they get back together though. Don't worry. Would it seem somewhat logical, but no. Yeah. No, in fact, I think uh, Hawk ended up going to New Japan for a while and becoming one half of the Hellraisers. Who is the other half? Kensuke Sasaki, of course. Okay. I don't know who that is. But right. Um. Well, if I told you he was Japanese, would that would that help? That that pretty much seemed like a given. All right. Well, Hawk's going up, folks. No, well, there's the WCW cameraman who he's Hawk right there. Had to well, he's walk got that, around. He's got that great shot of Hawk that they're not going to. No. These guys never figured out that, you know, close-ups on wrestlers doing wrestling moves might not be exactly what you want. Is now, Steve McMichael figures out he's got it. Steve McMichael what? is yeah. watching the monitor and the sees that he has a roll of quarters. But Bischoff and Heenan do not. Well, Bobby's pretending he doesn't know anyway. Why didn't he put the tape back in his... Uh... Oh, no, Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan Jim came Jim out Duggan. and ripped to Bubba because he's feuding with Bubba. And they're going to have a tape fist match on pay-per-view. Seriously? Oh. All right, so Road Warrior Hawk with a big win here in Macon, Georgia. Did, did not see that coming. Hawk the cameraman Bubba? is shooting Big Bubba right now, and we are not seeing it. They're saving that for the director's cut. Did it not occur to Big Bubba that he could get, like, brass knocks? be a lot easier than taping a roll of quarters to his fist. Well, that would make sense to me, but, you know. Were brass knuckles, like, very expensive in 1995? I don't know if there was a run on brass. Mm. Uh, look, there we go. Let's watch it again. Oh, see, he hit his own head. His head landed on the roll of quarters, and he was... Oh, is him. that what happened? Well, it, looks like it, busted, it looks like it busted him open a little bit. So, yeah. He is actually wearing, like, dress shoes. He's Bubba Rogers. He's the man. This is a strange, strange angle. Okay. All right, there we go. What is the Dungeon of Doom going to do when they all get in the ring at the same time? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I don't remember either, Steve McMichael. Maybe the dog knows. It's been a long time since I watched that show. Hulk Hogan and Sting coming your way right after this. Whatever you do, don't leave. You wouldn't want to watch anything decent. You know. So Hulk Hogan shaving off the mustache was really he's, supposed to make fans like him? No, no. See, he, he was acting like a bad guy more so than usual. And his idea that was that that would, yeah, that would work and that would make the fans cheer him. 
And you know, he's not and he wasn't entirely wrong. He was just he just Oh, okay. By the way, I have a State Farm commercial right now. Oh, okay. Well, everybody's standing. Here we go, baby. Uh, Let me pause it at 30 minutes and 47 seconds so we can all wait for State Farm to get done with Sarah. 30 minutes and 47 seconds, folks. I got to work on that. We're we're almost there. State Farm has not paid for advertising on this show, by the way. So anybody from State Farm is listening, I can tell you where to send this. All right. Now, Now we can start again. Okay. Nice day to start again. All right, here we go. There's a fans holding action figures, and there is Sting. Tiny little Sting. Dun, Wait, dun, does Sting dun, have brown hair? Dun, yep. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. I think Sting is afraid of his own pyro. Well, that would be a little. He's got brown. T- he's got blonde tips. Is, is he afraid the fringe is going to go up? There's a lot That's of fringe fun. here. Yes. Like somebody saw that Roger Daltrey Who footage and was like, it's like, you know what? Let's bring back Fringe. It's like Lunatic Fringe. I think it's more more Roger Daltrey Who jacket, but okay. It's a nice jacket. It's a very sparkly jacket. I'm surprised it's not, not in Conrad. I'm surprised it's not in Conrad Thompson's closet right now. Assuming it's not. Somebody should bring back sequins sparkly jackets. I'm okay with that. I thought Bobby, for a while, I thought Bobby Roode was going to do that. Did not happen. Nobody's got any fringe either. Well, I guess Hangman Page had fringe last week. Yeah, Hangman. Yeah, Hangman. Brian Danielson was very mean to his Roger Daltrey new jacket. I know. I know. Mean, mean Brian Danielson. Wow. He's a man called Sting. Oh, wait. WCW is declaring war this Sunday. What happens when you don't eat meat? Biggest battle royal in history. Card subject to change. Yes, thank goodness. Yes, because they did not have three giants, one in each ring. Uh, El Gigante was not able to make the trip. So, and I'm not. Out of kidding. all the giants, that's the giant that couldn't make it. Yep. Well, South Africa to America, so uh, South America to uh, to Virginia's long trip. I'm told. Okay. Yeah. You say so. They brought in the one man gang though, so that's close enough. Who was not although, a, although in terms of giant, the one-man gang is more wide than he is tall. So, yeah, he's in good shape today, though. All right. Fasty crowd is apparently on their feet. Oh, there's Randy Savage. Randy Savage with a grievous arm injury. He still arm. managed to do his bandana. Well, you can tell because his arms in a sling. Um, somebody probably helped him with the bandana. Oh, it's psychological warfare. That pyro is psychological warfare, I guess. He's got some, or, some fringy boots there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the, the Jim Valley explanation for Randy Savage. Randy Savage in a bandana. Cool Randy Savage. Randy Savage in a cowboy hat. Not the best Randy Savage. <laughs> well, I mean, it, fall, it tracks, doesn't it? Well, yeah, sure. Okay. The bandana was probably easier to pack. Oh, look, Hogan's sneaking into the crowd wearing a mask. Is he lost? Oh. He's he's wearing a mask. Why is he wearing a mask like he's the Lone Ranger? Yes, that is a Lone Ranger mask. Very nice. Very good. Well, it's a disguise. Is Sting the only person that can't, like... This is Sting. The referee can't turn around. The referee didn't see a man come This is the same the Sting who got turned on by Ric Flair at Halloween Havoc the month before. Is Hulk Hogan going to wrestle in cowboy boots? Of course he is. He's Hulk Hogan. 
Is he bad Hulk Hogan he, right now? No, he's, he's Ted Mosby Hulk Hogan. He's totally pulling it off. So wait, he just took off his Lone Ranger mask, so now we all know. know it's Hulk Hogan, and he has no mustache. Brother. So was Hulk Hogan wearing black supposed to make the crowd like him? They think he's, they think he's, they're worried he's turning bad, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that was the idea. Because the WCW crowd cheers the heels and they boo the baby faces. That's the theory, yes. So was his reverse psychology logic, if he was a bad guy, they would cheer him? Yes. You should have glued that bandana onto him. They did cheer him more after he turned bad and and took over the NWO. Yeah, I remember that. He's wrestling in cowboy boots. Well, that must be why he he slipped there. So. I think he could afford wrestling boots, but that's just. Of course just he can, but he's he's being he's being he's being Ted Mosby. Who is Ted Mosby? How I Met Your Mother. Never mind. Okay, congratulations! You found the one sitcom that I have to bother to watch. Ted got a ridiculous pair of red boots and and kept kept claiming he could totally pull it off. So. Oh, okay. And and look, a ridiculous, a not quite as ridiculous pair of cowboy boots. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I yeah the cowboy boots that's 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 disrespectful, really. This makes no sense. It's WCW. You want it to make sense? Yes, I do. Okay, well, another drop kick, and out goes Hogan. So how old was Hulk Hogan right here? Ah. Well, he's probably, I don't know. I can take pounding salt off of my Wikipedia. Yes, I know. As I know, somebody at uh, somebody at Google's going to say, oh, hey. Really, it doesn't want to tell me how old he was. What is 95 minus 53? 42. Oh, he was my age here. <laughs> wow. And I would not have worn cowboy boots during a match because those have a heel on them and your back is going to hurt later. What are you thinking, Hulk Hogan? Well, that's why he's got the weight belt to support his back. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Did somebody not tell Sting that he could actually just dye all of his hair brown and not have roots? Um, who would have told him that? As His wife, I guess, could have told him the that. The lady at the CVS? I don't know. Any teenage girl? Mm, it was the 90s. People had weird hair. Okay. Sure they did. Well, they did. All right. Crossbody. Oh, Sting's in trouble, boy. He's, he's trying to shake off that wicked crossbody from Hulk Hogan. How are Sting and Hulk Hogan, like, so winded in this match already? Brian Pillman and Eddie Guerrero had way more energy. They're out of shape. Uh, I don't know. Sting doesn't look out of shape. No, he doesn't. What's the pity? Well, Hogan was actually Hogan was actually, you know, trying to work here, so I can I can understand where. Yeah, you know, I can understand where he was. Uh, he might be a little winded. Plus, wrestling, you know, you need you need really good shirt. You need really good cardio to be a wrestler. I'm saying this as somebody who didn't have really good cardio and wrestled. I know. Why is Hulk Hogan wearing a shirt? Because he's not that, I guess he's not as ripped as he'd like to be. I'm pretty sure he's more ripped than the shark. Well. 
Well, maybe he's just not. Maybe he's just not happy with the way he looks. I don't know. I don't think Hulk Hogan is working this arm very hard. You know? Okay, there we go. There we maybe go. Maybe he, he shouldn't have worn he heard you. boots. He heard you, and now he's really twisting that wrist. <laughs> All right, Sting working the arm. Here we go, Sting. I think the cowboy boots are affecting his performance. I think you're right. Okay. Oh, there we go. Work that. Work that arm. Work that shoulder. Ah, yeah. Pull his nostrils. Well, he could just Good kick job. him with his damn cowboy boots, and this would yep. be all over with. Did Sting just bite Hulk Hogan? I hope not. Who is wrong with these men? You don't know where that guy's been. Bunch of bitey, bitey men here. Mm. This is for the championship of the world. Oh, 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 World War Three is for the championship of the world. This is just a wrestling match. Neither of these guys are champion because nobody's a champion. I've never seen anything like this before, says Steve McMichael, who I guess has never seen a wrestling match. Either that or the dog is doing something at the desk over there. Yeah, well, he's probably seen that, though, whatever it is. He's looking for that carotid artery. Yeah, that's that's what Hogan's doing, I'm sure. Okay. Is is the carotid artery in Sting's ear? Because that's where the headlock is, right? Yeah, I know. All right, here we go. Sting shoots him off. Randy will teach him something about headlocks. Yes, Randy is the headlock. Although they are moving around way more than Randy Orton would move for a headlock. Mm. Did did you see Raw this Monday? On purpose, no. No. Well, Randy Orton. I was busy preparing for this. Smiled at Matt Riddle at the end of their match, like as if he was riding a camel. When I see you smile. I think Randy was just imagining what it would be like to ride a camel. Why is the crowd looking off in a direction? Maybe there's an actual fight going on in the stands, or maybe they're waiting for somebody to run in. And, because, this is the, because this is the last match on Nitro, they might be waiting for somebody to run in and attack the guys in the ring. From the crowd area where Hulk Hogan came in from? Well, that would Sting be where you look. kicking him behind the knee. Is Sting supposed to be the baby face in this match? Uh, they're both supposed to be baby faces. Oh, not the bear hug. Black. Not the bear hug. Not that. Anything but that. So, well, he's in the. First of all, this is not a very good bear hug. No. I've I've given more more grippy hugs, but. You give grippy bear hugs? <laughs> not, not really, but I was okay. a child once. Just the okay. once, but still. Okay. Let's see. All right, All right so well, we're shooting the cameraman again. Come on, Hogan, let's go. Ringside is not interested in taking photos of any of this. He's just sort of, he's got a look on his face. How could you be disinterested in this great action? All right, here we go. We're going to do the belly to back. Brian belly to back Guerrero did more impressive moves earlier. I'm going to go with that. Yes, I think everybody noticed that. Is this like our 800th body slam? Well, maybe. Is this where the action is, though, Eric Bischoff? Is it? It's better than Larry Zabisco doing the uh, on on the uh, when he was when they were doing episodes of the syndicated shows. Larry Zabisco would sit there and, and doing commentary and count the number of clotheslines in Nasty Boys matches. <laughs> that seems like a like a very Read Larry's book. thing to do. Read Larry's book. Oh no, not the back of the knee again. Oh my God! All right, what? Sting is Sting is really a baby face in this match here, is he? Well, if he's if he's beating up Hulk Hogan, he's a baby face as long as as far as these people are concerned. So yeah. 
WCW fans did not like Hulk Hogan. Here comes a Scorpion Deathlock. Scorpion Deathlock. No way for Hogan to get out of that. So is Macho Man going to interfere at this point? or? Well, that wouldn't be a very baby-faced thing to do, would it? Well, he's... Why is Bobby Heenan saying happy trails? Also, why is the cameraman shooting something that clearly is not being aired right now? Um, I don't know. Oh, 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 oh. he's going to hulk up here. Watch there. Time to hulk up. How is he hulking up without the mustache? He is, nonetheless. What an inspirational man Hulk Hogan is. (laughs) I didn't say it. You said it out loud, Pat. I didn't say it on the broadcast, though. I'm. Just I'm quoting me. from the closed captioning. Big boot. Oh, time to drop the uh, trap to drop the big leg. Although he's limping, so oh, that is what murdered Sting. Probably oh, because it was a cowboy boot, not a yeah, wrestling boot. I think boot. so. Oh no, he landed on his own. He landed and tried to do a leg drop in his cowboy boot, and it didn't work. And now here goes Sting. He's going to take advantage of the situation. How does Sting have confetti on him? Where did he even get confetti from? Johnny V. Bad probably had some. Sure. Oh, he's hugging. He's hugging referee Pee Wee Anderson. Whatever happened to that man? Um, oh, it's the Zodiac. No, it's Wait. the Zodiac and 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 the shark and Hugh Morris. Really? And the Dungeon of Doom. The Dungeon of Doom is attacking Haven't both Sting and Hogan. Came out at the end of this match. Oh, the cameraman's on the. The a- apron again. Oh, is that Haku? Yeah, Ming. He is Ming in WCW. Ming, whatever. Yes. Yes, he's, he'll, he'll be Haku to me for, for all of time. Yeah. Oh, Hogan. Oh, it's the giant. Da, da, da. No, not the giant. Not that. Anything but that. And Hogan and Sting do not see the seven-foot man walking up behind them. Of course they don't. Oh, Randy's gonna hit them with the chair. Oh, there we go. Randy makes the save. He didn't want to hit him with the chair before he tried to get the guys up in the choke slam. Oh, and Randy hurt his arm. So basically, the giant is just standing in the ring. Ah, not for long. Oh, there we go. Oh, the giant's a killer. Poor Randy Savage's arm, which was in no way, shape, or form injured in that move. Oh, no. Hold on. Hogan and Sting are ready. Oh, my goodness. So, wait. Are Hogan and Sting working together now that they've just had a match? Yes, of course they are. This makes absolutely no sense. They're both good guys, and they've been attacked by the bad guys. Okay. Oh, and it takes the entire Dungeon of Doom to hold the giant back to keep him from going after Sting. And, Why are they and, holding him back? Didn't they come out there to interrupt the match? Yeah. Oh, look, now we, we cut back the announce table, and uh, Kevin Sullivan's trying to beat up Bobby Heenan for some oh, reason. Oh, this is, this is what happened to Bobby Heenan's earphone doohickeys. You have no You're right. Get out of here, you Kevin Sullivan. It looks like Heenan inflicted that injury on his own headset. Where's the dog at? Did the dog escape this carnage? Yes, the dog. The dog ran away when he saw Kevin Sullivan. 
Actually, the dog should have run away a half hour ago. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Michael is very angry. He's very angry. His dog has run away from him. His dog is no longer with him. Kevin Sullivan is a psycho. Dear God. Very upsetting, folks. Very, very, very upsetting. Eric Bischoff looks looks apoplectic here. He's a sting. So all the fans that were behind them earlier are gone now. Because the show's over. They had the last match. What did the, I mean? These people know that the you know, that Hogan and Sting are over. They're not going to send Dave Sullivan and the Gambler back out there to have wrestle. <laughs> sure, the Gambler is still in the building. Uh, not if he's smart. Ah, uh, they've run over time. Oh, I apologize to whoever's got the show at ten o'clock at World War Three. And Bobby Heenan said that is broken. I know. He pulled that side off himself. Bobby Heenan needs insurance. All right, folks, that's it. That is WCW Monday Nitro for November 20th, 1995, just three days before Thanksgiving that year. All right, so, yeah, you can end it now. All right, thank you. Go to the break. I'm not going to end it all now, Pat. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bored of wrestling podcasts but still want a little bit of wrestling talk? Well, It's Usually Hello is the show for you. We've got music debates, we've got comedy bits, we have some wrestling talk, we've got watch-alongs, we've got actual celebrity guests. Check out It's Usually Hello, the podcast, on YouTube and on iTunes, and all your best podcast and listening devices. It is, without a doubt, the funniest show in the history of podcasting, allegedly. And that's not just my opinion, that's also the fake opinions of the fantasy people that I see 24-7. Don't forget to leave the five-star review because there's only so many fake accounts one person can make. We would like to thank Gregoire Lorme for the use of his track, Run Faster, Jump Higher. You can hear all of his work at gemendo.com or on his website, musicepeak.com, M-U-S-I-Q-U-E-E-P-I-Q-U-E.com. Okay, well, we're back from the break by now. Um, so you're probably wondering, uh, you want to check out the reviews of the show? Sure you do. Uh, actually, they didn't really have reviews like they do now, but uh, I can I can quote from Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer was, did not give the seven stars. Is that what no, he did not. Uh, uh, he, gave, uh, he did give Eddie Guerrero and Brian Pillman three stars for their match. They did a decent match. Yeah. And they both uh, wear the same color. Okay, so quoting from Dave Meltzer, even though WWF had overall by far the superior show, as is usually the case, 
WCW won the night with the Hogan Sting match by drawing a 2.5 rating and a 3.6 share to the WWF's 2.3 rating and 3.3 share. I'd like to point out that that, uh, Vince McMahon would run over your mother to get a show with a 2.3 rating in 2021. Yes, he would. Neither figure can be su- considered successful. The Hogan Sting dream match drew a lower number than the Ric Flair Arn Anderson cage match, which shows even with the best match possible, Hogan has no juice left to have a major impact on ratings. The match itself was largely flat live and had a weak finish, one and a half stars. So WCW is going. WCW is going to have a difficult time popping a rating again when they play something up so big and deliver so little. Um, actually, that's not true, Dave. They'd be doing that for the next two years at least. Uh, meanwhile, over on PW Torch, we have Wade Keller's reaction. WCW officials were hoping for a 3.0 rating or higher, but at the same time feared an embarrassing ratings loss. They came closer to being embarrassed. After a stunning loss to the WWF on November 13th, the November 20th Nitro provided what should have been a surefire ratings winner, Hulk Hogan versus Sting, and Sterling said they barely edged by posting a 2.5 rating while the WWF posted a 2.3 rating. The replay of Nitro drew a disappointing 0.9 rating. The two main weekend shows that promoted Sting versus Hogan do a 2.3 for WCW Saturday night and a 1.8 for WCW main event, which is in line for previous weekend ratings. Thus, the Hogan and Sting hype did not instantly add interest in the product. WCW believes the strong Monday night football matchup hurt the overall viewing at audience. Well, that would be, I guess that could be true, except that that game was a blowout and over pretty early. Uh, the feeling within WCW was that the WWF did a better overall job on Monday night and they may have dropped the ball on Hogan versus Sting by not promoting it long enough and ending with a lame run-in finish. Okay, well, that's fair. So the, right. next, the next week on WCW, Hulk Hogan was back to being a good guy because he burned a black T-shirt. Well, yeah, actually. That's okay, a good point. Well, it's it's uh, just played. Okay, well. Now I'm imagining Steve McMichael picking out outfits for that dog, and I don't even know how that happens because this is weird. Yes. The dog uh, has a different outfit. Well, you know what? I will say this about Vince Russo. He probably would have done a skit with Steve McMichael picking out outfits for the dog. He probably would have. Uh, So if you're wondering what happened next, well, for WCW, they aired uh, their WCW Saturday night show on the 25th, which uh, had Luger beating Jerry Lynn and uh, a pre-tape match with Chris Benoit beating Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Meanwhile, the next night was Tuesday the 21st. Uh, WWF taped uh, Superstars and more episodes of Raw in Salisbury, Maryland. Uh, do you want to hear about the episodes of Superstars they taped? Sure. sure. Okay, the first episode, it was, it was headlined by Psycho Sid and the 123 Kid defeating Hakushi and Barry Horowitz. Uh, second Why episode. Hakushi and Barry Horowitz a team? Uh, you got to go back. What go terrible thing did Hakushi do to get stuck? Go, go ahead and listen to our 1995, uh, uh, SummerSlam 95 uh, uh, episodes. They'll explain all that. Uh, basically, Akushi was helping Barry Horowitz in his feud with Chris Candido. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, the next episode of Superstars, Savio Vega and Bob Savio Vega and Bob Backlund went to a double countout. And the uh, and the third episode of Superstars, Ahmed Johnson defeats Isaac Yankum by disqualification. Oh, dear sweet Isaac Yankum. And the go-home show for the December In Your House pay-per-view uh, on the, was the December 11th Raw, which took place then. Bret Hart defeats Bob Backlund by disqualification when Davey Boy Smith interferes. This and, Bob Backlund matches were so exciting. All right, ECW. They were supposed to have a Thanksgiving show in uh, Danbury, Connecticut, but it got canceled. So on Saturday after Thanksgiving, they ran Salisbury Beach, Maryland for in front of 275 people. 
where it was uh, Public Enemy defeating the Dudleys, Bubba Ray Dudley, and Dances with Dudley. And in the main event, ECW champion Mikey Whipwreck defeated the Sandman. Uh, Smoky Probably Mountain Wrestling. Probably not with his beachy gimmick. What's that? Probably not with his beachy gimmick from nope. last week's not original ECW. Nope. Uh, meanwhile, Smoky Mountain Wrestling started their Thanksgiving Thunder weekend in Knoxville in front of 1,100 people. Uh, who got to see Brad Armstrong beat Terry Gordy in a country whipping match to win the Smoky Mountain title. And in the main event, uh, the Heavenly Bodies and Robert Gibson faced the thugs and their mystery partner, who turned out to be the returning Ricky Morton. Uh, the bad well, guy still... that is more people than what ECW drew. Yes, it is. Uh, US, but not as many people as the USWA drew for a Wednesday night show in Memphis on November the 22nd. 1,150 people tuned in, showed up at the Mid-South Coliseum, to watch Jerry Lawler defeat the unified champion Ahmed Johnson by disqualification. Meanwhile, Jesse James Armstrong beat Jeff Jarrett in the main event. So the Armstrongs win back, win control over the USWA, and they get SM to Smoky Mountain Wrestling back. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving uh, was was the end. Jim Cornette, uh, that was the last show. They'd, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling was $29,000 in debt, and Jim Cornette was not anxious to accrue more debt. He would have had to have given up Castle Cornet. I don't think he was going to do that. No, I don't think so. All right. Oh, and guess what time it is, Sarah? I don't know. What time is it, Pat? It's time to vote on our next set of shows. <laughs> That's your favorite time. Yes, it is. Okay. All right. So let's look at. Uh, okay. So the last time we had a vote, uh, you voted for this show, the the uh, Nitro, and that was my choice. So I guess I won that. Yay, me. Um, and aren't we all happy about that? So we are delighted. Yes. Okay. So let me look through the listener choices, the, all the listener suggestions, and pick out one that would be appropriate for uh, for what's coming up here. And you know what? Uh, my good buddy Chip uh, suggested Starcade '85, which was the Thanksgiving Day of '85, <laughs> a show that years old. a show that took place in two locations. They switched back oh. and forth between Charlotte and Atlanta which gave Vince McMahon the idea for WrestleMania 2 being in three locations. Oh, dear God. Yes. Uh, Starcade 85. Let me see if I can remember this. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes in the main event, of course, because because why wouldn't you? And, uh, well, he didn't have polka dots, so. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the other big match on there. I bet Ric Flair had colored tights. That's right. Lots of colored tights. That's the tights. Yep, Ric Flair was the man in 85, so... Yeah, Flair. Okay, let me go find my WCW section. And I'll pull that up and we'll. Okay, there's Starcades. All right, there's 18, 18 different Starcades. Who can believe it? That's a lot of Starcades, kid. All right, so. 18 Star. Yep, yeah, and they screwed it up almost from the stop. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Ric Flair versus Dusty Rhodes for the World Heavyweight Championship, Daddy. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, I want to say there was a street fight in, Atlanta, in the Atlanta main event. Trying to remember who it was, but I, I want to say Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta Lively against the Midnight Express in a street fight, in the Atlanta street fight. Okay. That sounds right for some reason. Starcade 85, The Gathering. I don't know. You don't? Well, I guess you don't. No. I don't. Well, yep, that was quite a that was quite a deal. But yeah, half the show was in, yeah, see, they had bought out, uh, they had bought out Ole Anderson, so they had the rights to run Atlanta, so... So instead of trying to run a the traditional Thanksgiving show in Charl in uh, in Greensboro and the one in Atlanta, they decided to just just do the one the one 
closed circuit slash pay-per-view show in both places switching back and forth. So yeah, okay, it's okay, I got it. It's Dusty versus Ric Flair in uh in Greensboro. And in Atlanta, it is the Russians defending the uh tag team titles against the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. Okay. All right, there I'm we go. sure okay. I had a crush on Ricky Morton. You did? Okay. Yes, I did. You're still around, you know. It was a six year old girl. He's got a, he's, he's got a website and a podcast. Oh dear God. Everybody has a podcast though, so really that doesn't count. Okay. Okay, but yeah, that's okay. So yeah, uh, Starcade '85 is the is the listener's suggestion. I think that's a fine one. But what do I know? Do you want to go next? Do you have anything in mind? I have nothing in mind, Pat. Oh dear. Well, I'll give you a moment to think about it then. I guess I'll I guess I'll come up with mine. All right. So, um, you know, we we have not done a Survivor Series this year, and uh, Survivor Series is over, obviously, and and it's going to be ten days until our next show, which will be like December the fourth or something like that. So. Got a fifth. So the rule is 15 years or more. So we're eligible to do the 2006 Survivor Series, folks. Uh, do you remember what the main event was of that? I'm guessing it wasn't Brackus. No, uh, Randy Orton, John Cena. Um, no, the main event was actually King Booker defending the world heavyweight title against Dave Batista. Damn, uh, there had to have been a Randy Orton, John Cena. Yes, there were. Yes, there were. I'm getting to that. Uh, there was the big feud between uh, between John between Raw and ECW still going on, so it was uh, John Cena's team versus the the John team John Cena versus Team Big Show, and uh, the other big uh, Survivor Series match. Ready for this? Team DX versus Team Rated RKO. What was Team DX? How were there? Team that DX. Many there were five. It was a five on five. Well, DX is Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And they're the their team members they chose, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and CM Punk, not making this up, against uh against rated team rated RKO, which is Randy Orton and Edge, and Gregory Helms and Mike Knox and I want to say Test. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Wait, no. yeah. Mike Knox and somebody else. I don't know. Anyway. Wait, who is the DX team again? Uh again, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. CM Punk and the Hardys. How were CM Punk and the Hardys in DX? Well, they, again, it's Team DX. They're not they, they're, they're, uh, DX. Makes... DX were the captains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. It just, it just doesn't. That's make... who they chose. That's who DX chose. Also, how was CM Punk not the captain? Because it's DX's. T- because it's DX's team. <laughs> because CM Punk is not married to the to the o- daughter of the owner of the company. Well. He should have thought about that when he picked out his wife. I guess he should have. What was yeah. he thinking? He didn't, Just make he didn't sure fall in love with the right woman. Well, okay. Well, he, he I, okay, I'm sorry. Here we go. All right. So, yeah, team uh, rated RKO is, uh, yeah, it's, no, actually, it's, I'm wrong. Edge, Randy Orton, Gregory Helms, Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. John Morrison, and Mike Knox. So how long before Johnny, Johnny uh, Morrison becomes Johnny Dynamite? <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know. He might be Johnny. He might become Johnny Rampage. Oh, there's that too. As, lo- as long as as long as he's not Johnny Dark, I think he's in good shape. Yeah, or Johnny Dark Elevation. Ooh, that's a much better name. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. All Although right, so. he he could he could fight with a, a member of the acclaimed every week. I'm sure they'd figure that out somehow. Yeah, I think they could. All right. So what do you have, Sarah? I'm gonna. Have you done December to Dismember yet? No, and there's a reason for that. 
is why it was a terrible show <laughs> oh come on I'm, i mean it was a terrible show i mean do you want to do this December, december to dismember well it's a poll pat so. okay i mean i i the, the people can make the show lose and i i do mean the ecw show from december 3rd 2006 Okay, if that's if that's what you want. That's, yeah, so that's this what... is the Elimination Chamber match at the December to December for the ECW title. Oh, God. Why, why would you do that? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> you... Well, Hardcore Holly was on the show, apparently. Well, of course he was. Let's, uh, oh, then... Joey Mercury was still with Johnny Nitro. That's right. You know, uh, Joey Mercury could, could also appear in AEW. I don't know what his new name would be. I don't know either. Okay, so... Yeah, let's see. Okay, so yeah, it was the Extreme Elimination Chamber, and let me see the other great. Remote. It was on Sci-Fi before, uh, before Sci-Fi changed. And uh, I guess the, the second most important match would have to be um, uh, the Hardys versus uh, Mercury, Nitro and Mercury. Yeah, that would probably have to be the second most important. Critics match. had a negative reaction to the pay-per-view. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I was one of the crit- I was one of those critics. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon had a negative reaction to the pay-per-view because he four out of ten stars. Oh God, that's oh geez, we were being we were being generous with that crap. <laughs> okay, so so now is the is the uh, now is the important part, Sarah. Now is the part where uh, we break out the uh, we break out the randomizer. You know all about the randomizer. Okay, it's I'm going to pretend to know all about the randomizer. It's the big wheel. Okay. Big wheel we spin to determine uh, which the random choices that goes in the poll. Okay. Oh, okay. And we have all manner of uh, selections on the wheel. Let's see here. Let me get out the. Uh, let me get out the list of categories on the wheel. Oh, good God. So okay. All right, and we'll give the wheel a big spin. We have. Come on, come on, come on. Well, there we go. We have world class wrestling, world championship wrestling, mid south wrestling, WWE pay per views, TNA Asylum shows, Ring of Honor, and we stop at. Oh, no. You know who that is? No, I don't. It's not coming through feels, on the microphone? It feels WCWE. No. Is it the Dungeon of Doom? No, this is the theme to... This is the ECW theme from, like, 98 oh! on. Okay. That's right. It is ECW <laughs> on TNN. Yes, ECW on the Nashville Network, um, and it is ECW on TNN for, believe it or not, December 31st, 1999, on you that know, show. I, I actually I actually watched ECW then. Yes, uh, you get to see Super, if you pick that, you get to see Super Crazy versus Tajiri and Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Mm. That's about as good as ECW got in December of 99, trust me. Okay, so there's, there's your choices. <laughs> Wasn't Rollerball on that that same stage? Roller Jam. Roller Jam. Okay. Yes, Don Callis every week. Remember that? Yeah, I, I Rock and Bowl and Roller Jam. Don Callis should figure out how to bring back Roller Jam references on AEW. That's true, but that would involve bringing back Roller Jam, and I'm not sure that was ever going to happen. Well, I'm sure one of the young bucks can get like a a Roller Jam adult male <laughs> romper. You're, you're thinking the young bucks should bring back Roller Jam? No, I'm I'm just saying he could get a roller jam themed adult male romper. I, I think that. I I don't see that ending well somehow. And then they could send me a check for that idea. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> that would be great. 
Well, Tony Khan does send checks, so, you know, I mean, that, that, that part is at least plausible. Okay, so there's your choices, folks. Uh, boy, Starcade 85, or, so, yeah, so you, you can choose Jim Crockett Promotions, you can choose the Survivor Series, you can choose the WWE version of ECW, or you can choose the ECW version of ECW. Either <laughs> way, we're here for you. Uh, okay. And visit us on, go ahead and vote. I'm, uh, vote on Twitter. I'm at RealPatMcNeil, M-C-N-E-I-L-L. Jim is at Jim Valley. You can say hi to him. Sarah is at Esoteric Sarah. You can leave a five, six, or seven-star review for us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And if you'd like to know more about Scott Norton, The Shark, Ric Flair, Eddie Guerrero, or Brian Pillman, you can visit pwtorch.com, f4wonline.com, or the Wrestling Observer, or go download your local library app because they're all in books. Sarah? Is this the same Wayback yes. Time, same playback channel spot? Yes. All right. Do you, do you want me, yes. Do you want me to say it again? Yeah, if you could do the line correctly, yes, that would be wonderful. What is the line? Because that's well, you I said you told me you had written it down and it was on it paper in front. Of, okay, what does it say? Do I have to say join us at the same wayback time on the same playback channel? No, you say join us next week, same way back. Oh, back next week, Jesus. All right. Jesus is not joining us next week, at least not necessarily. Now I have to write. <laughs> okay, Googling, so. so this will be very effective. Okay, All right, so. join us next week on the same Wayback Time, same playback channel. Yes, and then giggle some more. Oh, okay, no love. Are there more words? No, no, it's fine. Okay, and uh, thank you for joining us for the special Thanksgiving episode, this, which explains why we don't. You no, know, there is no episode on Sunday. This is it. Join us a week from Sunday, and uh, we'll be back with something new. Until then, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Next week is another episode. Good night, everybody. And I will be very surprised if, if there's that ECW paper. Right on there. Me too. <laughs>